Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee only roasts top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. And we're back. Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. I hope you're having a terrific start to the week. I know a busy week as we get near uh, another holiday, Christmas right around the corner, and then New Year's into 2023. Wow. Say that out loud. 2023 is upon us. Uh, 2022 has been a fantastic year. I can't thank you enough for being here on the Stripe Show podcast. I know there are a lot of options out there. And uh, I appreciate you being a loyal listener, whether on audio or video. We have big plans for the Stripe Show podcast next year. I am fully moved into my studio. You're going to be seeing a lot more indoor guests in 2023. You're going to see a robust offering three to four days a week as we bring it to you. All things professional golf, all things instruction right here. All things golf right here. Stripe Show Podcast. Can't thank you enough. Tomorrow, we have a best of the Stripe Show lined up for you. I think uh, you're going to really enjoy that. And I think we'll bring Froggy back on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to do a little something in there. Best of Froggy and I reflect back on the year that was. It was a big year for the pod. Can't thank my sponsors enough about golf right behind me here. That beautiful simulator PXG. Hopefully you got to watch the PXG College Golf Showcase. Uh, I was a part of that out there at uh, Scottsdale National. Got this hat on. Love this hat. Oh, by the way, I've got some uh, some gear coming, some hats, some shirts, some really cool Stripe Show TF Golf branded clothing in addition to uh, some other devices that I'm going to be working with, swing devices into 2023. So we're, so we're going to be ramping up the pro shop on my website, travisfoltongolf.com. You can go check that out. New training programs are coming. We are getting after it. We're going to continue to grow. And I'm really excited about uh, the uh, clothing option is this hat. I just love these hats that kind of like mold down, you know, they just kind of fit and just really hug your head. I've got a weird like shaped head. I don't like the ones that just sit high up top, like the ones that really, you know, mold down. So I've got some cool ones coming uh, from Dome, work with a local group here called uh, Dome Hats. And I should have those at the first of the year. Thank you to Glenn Fittich right here. Number 15, you've been seeing all year, terrific sponsor uh, all year, Haymaker Coffee as well. Thank you to them and uh, Vistar Credit Union. Uh, a sponsor that I picked up towards the end of the year as we continue our Vistar moment here, uh, honoring our heroes has been a terrific campaign. Thank you for those that went to my website, clicked on my partner's page, Vistar, and nominated uh, your hero. And uh, we did pick a winner. There's other opportunities to win out there. So continue to, to nominate your hero a veteran or someone that's currently in the military 
And I want to honor one here today as part of the Vistar moment this week heading into the holidays. I think it's important that we keep the military, their family, their friends top of the mind no matter what time of year it is. This one comes from Heather. And uh, her hero, SFC Wayne Riser. Heather writes, he has been in the Army for 15 years and has done three combat tours as a combat engineer supporting Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and Operation Inherent Resolve. As a combat engineer, he was responsible for the clearing routes of improvised explosive devices and enemy remnants of war. The units that he deployed with found hundreds of these devices, saving countless military and civilian lives. He is currently serving as a drill sergeant, helping to train new soldiers, become the best they can be. He is one of the most deserving soldiers simply because he is the best and most loving and caring man. I know my hero. That's from Heather, her husband, SFC Wayne Riser. Thank you, sir, for your service. And that is our Vistar moment here today. Appreciate you being here. We're going to be um, talking about the PNC championship, no longer the father-son, which I think is great because it's the PNC championship as we have daughters, we have mothers. Awesome to see Nellie Corda out there. Awesome to see Annika Sorenstam out there uh, with her son. And I tell you, it's, it's becoming this PNC championship is becoming must-watch TV. Um, you know, these hit and giggles sometimes can be, you know, kind of just shrugged off to the side and, eh, you know, it, it is what it is. But this one, boy, it just hits home. It's really well done. And uh, I, I tell you, I just really enjoy watching it. Of course, having Tiger and Charlie a part of it never hurts. Uh, but Tiger and Charlie struggled on Sunday. And it was Vijay Singh and his son, Cass, getting the win. Finally, I think it was their 17th year they've played in it. They live right down the road here uh, in, in the greater Jacksonville area. I've watched Cass grow up when I was running TPC Sawgrass out there, the academy. And of course, Vijay out there all the time hitting balls and uh, seeing Cass uh, grow up and become really a nice player in himself. Um, and as they've played in this championship for many, many years, I did a breakdown on my Instagram of VJ Singh, and we're going to get into some instruction here today. And I want to talk about my thoughts on VJ swing. It's been kind of a timeless swing, a long fluid swing. I think a swing that really maintained through a generation where this, you know, tighter, compact, a little more rigid type of swing, turn the upper, not the lower resistance. And VJ was the opposite of that. It was longer. There was no resistance. There was a change of knee flex, more leg action. Phil Mickelson was like this. I want to talk about that a little bit here later. I'm going to be demonstrating here in the studio momentarily. I also want to talk about tiger swing, uh, tiger swing looking, I think quite nice. He looks like he can hit all of the shots for tiger. Of course, it's just Walking and uh, that plantar fasciitis is is no joke. It'll be interesting though when that does clean up and he just needs rest. He needs to get off his feet. I've had that. It's painful. The worst thing you can do is be is be walking around. So when that cleans up, where will that leg be? Come March, April, Players Championship, Augusta, and and how much can he walk 
with no limp. And what is the stamina on that? It'll be very interesting uh, to see. I feel optimistic though. His swing looks very good. I want to share some thoughts on that next week. Chris Como will be joining us. And one of the uh, things I'm going to be asking Chris is really when he started working with Tiger, basically getting back to how he used to swing it. Chris and I used to have a lot of conversations when I was at golf channel. And when he helped him get back on track after some previous injuries and getting back to how Tiger used to swing it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And then finally, some thoughts on Charlie Wood's swing. I just did a breakdown for PGA Tour that's going to launch today, Tuesday, on PGA Tour Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I believe. And I did a comparison of Charlie's swing to Rory's swing. You heard Tiger talk about, you should swing like Rory, not me. And, you know, Rory's swing, some similarities there to Tiger, but some differences as well. I did a breakdown showing three specific similarities between Charlie swing and, and Rory swing. And I want to talk about that today and demonstrate some of that in the studio as well. So we're going to have some fun and instruction here on a Tuesday, talk a little VJ, talk a little tiger, talk a little Charlie Rory comparison. I'm going to go deeper on that from what I provided and that you'll see on the PGA tour social platforms and, uh, and, and share some things that might perhaps um, really apply to your game as well. Final thing before we get started, my Christmas list is out. My yearly Travis Fulton golf top five Christmas list. You ready for this? I'm going to put up on the screen here so you can see it for those watching on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Like, leave a comment. All those things, you know, all those things that, you know, kind of jack up the, uh, the rankings, if you will. Appreciate you being here. Number one, last minute for yourself, someone special, you can get a one-hour lesson with me in person if you live here or if you want to come visit me. One-hour lesson. See, there's 200 bucks. Number two, in per, or online lesson with me. You send me your swing, face on, target line, seven iron, driver, full breakdown, full game plan. I've got students all over the world. That's a hundred bucks. Number three, online training programs. There are the five currently. I'll be adding iron game in January. You'll be seeing a power package as well coming probably in February. And those will be added to that. So you're actually going to get all seven and that's 50 bucks. I'm in the giving mood, 20% off any of those three services. If you're interested, I'll send you a gift card, whether a lesson with me here in person, online lesson, or you want some multiples of those, or the training programs are going to be a total of seven, 20% off those first three services. Email me, Travis at TravisFultonGolf.com. Travis at TravisFultonGolf.com. DM me, whatever you want to do. Smoke signal. Now, those bottom two, four and five, of course, those are the two winner series that I did for golftrainingaids.com. Sales are going well, which I appreciate. And, you know, a little different style of learning. You know, I don't want all that stuff that you do in person, online, those types of things. I, I, I want a device. I want something that I, can, that I can hit, that I can putt off of, some things that I can interact with. And a lot of you like training tools, swing devices. So these are two of my favorites. 
you'll see the impact bag, which I do some impact zone training. You'll see 44 bucks there. You can go to golftrainingaids.com, type in impact bag, but you've got to use promo code Fulton 20. And when you use Fulton 20, you'll get the discount. I'll take it down to 44 and you'll get the mini series that I did the videos. I'm going to show you how to train the impact zone, educate your arms and hands, pivot, et cetera, et cetera. Number five, the putting stick, which I love. Uh, the putting stick, you'll see there 66 bucks, I believe. When you go in there, uh, golftrainingaids.com, search uh, the putting stick, promo code Fulton20, drops it down, and you'll get the videos that go with that. Super stoked. Those are the five. Love to have you. Thank you for being here. Let's get into some instruction. My thoughts, VJ, Tiger, Charlie, slash Rory. Let's go. Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. All right, let's have some fun here. I want to start with VJ saying, welcome in here, the uh, About Golf Simulator as part of my studio here. Going to be doing a lot more of this. Some of you have seen uh, some of the recent ones that I did with Sean Foley, the short game chef, Parker McLaughlin and bringing a lot of this stuff to light. We've got some other new stuff that we're going to add to it in 2023. VJ, I've watched hit many, many golf balls at TPC Sawgrass, and it's really a timeless swing. I think it's a, it's a swing that goes back to some of the classical swings like Sam Snead, Ben Hogan, where you just saw this unrestricted, no-resistance in the back swing, long arm swing, club would get kind of past parallel, maybe a little bit at the top of the swing. And VJ, of course, played in the era of Tiger, played in the era of Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els. I mean, Tiger came on a little bit, you know, towards the tail end of VJ, but VJ was a dominant player. But in that era, as I got into teaching, there was really kind of this theme of resistance, turn the upper but not the lower. And my golf swing, as I was coming into the game, really kind of represented that. I, I really tried to keep my lower body very stable, just turn my upper, keep the flexion in my trail knee. And fortunately, I had some mobility in my thoracic spine and still could make a fairly big backswing, right? But as I've gotten into, as I got into teaching, and you start to learn the biomechanics and you watch long drive competitions. And I think the long drive competition and how these guys go about their craft really helped get out of that mode or out of that era of resistance in the way that the swing perhaps was taught. And VJ just plowed right through that. Phil Mickelson, they just plowed right through that. They were like, look, I'm going to turn my leg or I'm going to move my leg. I'm going to turn my hips, get my pelvis involved. I'm going to change knee flex. I'm going to lengthen this thing out. I might even let my left heel come up off the ground a little bit. And it was kind of funny when you watch Justin Thomas in that PNC, him and Tiger having a little dialogue and Tiger was like, Hey, you're going to do that left heel thing. And that left heel thing is just simply letting that left heel come up, which is going to allow you to load a little bit more. It's going to allow that right hip to turn a little deeper. It's going to allow that left knee to come across. It's going to allow the spine to open up more and lengthen things out. And look, the bottom line is, and I've said this statement many times, I said it on Golf Channel when I was on Golf Channel for years, was I'm lengthening out more swings 
as people get older, then I'm shortening them up. Right? I think this whole adage, like, my swing's too long. It's too fast. Yeah, maybe some. But for most, I'm like, look, I got to show you how to lengthen out. I got to show you how to use your hips, your knees, your pelvis, your spine, opening you up a little bit more, lengthen you out, give you more potential energy, give you more time to do what you want to do coming down. And I think VJ is a great example of that. I did an analysis on VJ on my Instagram. You can go check it out. And I talked about this little window that would open up between his knees. You can see right now I've got no space in my knees. And now you're going to see a little daylight. See that daylight right there? That's what you want to see. Like I'm going to turn my hip. I feel my hip turning back. I feel my right knee losing a little flexion. I'm not hyperextending, but I do feel a little change of knee flex there. I feel my left knee coming across. Oftentimes I'll put like a little pool noodle right here between people's knees and I'll just have them take their left knee, come across and touch it. Let their left knee come across and touch that pool noodle. And it's like, oh, okay, that goes that way. And then my hip wants to go that way. My knee wants to change flex. And when I do that and I look in a mirror, I see a little daylight opening up. Okay? I don't see my knees just staying the same. See, there's no daylight there. And now there is. Big, big difference. Change of knee flex. Loading into the right heel. Stand in front of a mirror. Put the mirror right here where my camera is. And get in there and see how much daylight you can get going. Look at that. My hip pulling back. Look at that. My left knee kicking across. My left knee kicking across and my heel comes up. And when my left knee kicks across and my, my heel comes up, look at bigger daylight. And I feel that glute working. I feel myself into my trail side. VJ, been doing it for years. You counter that with some extension in the spine. And he just gets that thing to lengthen out. He's 59 years of age. And that club is a little past parallel with the driver. It's amazing. He can still get it out there. Close to 300 yards. So I just like, I, I sometimes will come in here and just like hitting drivers and just seeing how much I can kind of break through that governor a little bit, train that, get after that, get dynamic with that, and see if I can lengthen this thing out a little bit more, get that glute to activate, and just give it a little bit more speed, better impact here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so that's a little more up the right side and drawing back. So that felt good. So don't be afraid to kind of take some of that governor off and get after, you know, what's happening there with your hips, with your spine and your knees. VJ is a great example uh, of how all of that works. I like watching that swing and I use it as an example and lengthen it out. I want to finish with this with VJ, then I want to go to Tiger. There is this, I use this, this, um, this adage of the old man swing. And I did it at a clinic here at the yards just down the road here inside TPC Sawgrass Gate. And I did a, a quick little 10-minute clinic before they went out and played in a scramble. And this is a perfect clinic to do in a scramble because when you go play in a scramble, of course, someone gets one in play and you can just wail on it and let it go. So I was like, look, this is the plus eight yards clinic. And basically the idea is, is to avoid 
the old man swing. As we get older, the old man swing. I don't want an old man swing. What's an old man swing? An old man swing is basically when you kind of quit turning, right? I'm just not turning anymore. The spine tends to kind of stay down in flexion, right? Flexion is here. And I just kind of stay down in flexion. And when I stay down in flexion, you know, I really can't turn. I lose that mobility in the thoracic spine. My legs become very much stagnant in cement. And it just becomes this arm swing. And oftentimes you'll see the upper body kind of rock off to the right and then back to the left. The spine down in flexion, very little movement in the hips. And the arms and hands are the dominant force in that swing. So it looks like this. Just stay in flexion. Not much movement. And that's kind of what we turn into. The old man swing. And you don't want to have the old man swing. You want to stay loose, mobile, as much as we can. And to do that, we got to take a page out of Vijay Singh's swing. We've got to get more dynamic in the legs. In the hips, the pelvis, get this moving. Let the belt buckle kind of trace a little into the right heel. And then get that baby turning. Let that left knee come across. Get that window to open up. And in addition to that, if you really want to get dangerous, let your spine extend. Extension this way. Okay? And when you extend, you extend. Now you open up a little bit and you feel like you're kind of elongating up. But all of a sudden, this extension allows you to lengthen this thing out. And as you lengthen this thing out, you start to look a little bit more like this and a little less like this. Avoid the old man swing at all costs. That's VJ Singh. All right, let's move on. Tiger. Tiger looks good. It'll be interesting. The plantar fasciatus, when that cleans up, how much can he walk and be better come uh, Players' Championship? Augusta. It sounds like, by the way, breaking news, it sounds like that uh, LIV players will be allowed to play in Augusta. Side note on that. Tiger will be there, I would imagine. And when you look at Tiger's swing, I think Tiger's swing certainly looks much better and looks more like he used to. You see, Tiger's swing forever was built on the concept of width, right? And the club, the arms more out in front of him. And what does that mean? Width is just simply the idea of the hands out away from the chest. Width would be, if I'm hitting it you know, this way, width would be over here. Height, of course, would be like this, and the depth would be behind me. Okay, so from this perspective, width towards the camera, height, of course, to the ceiling, and then depth back behind me. So Tiger's trying to get some width out of front, keep his hands a little bit out here. And when you get width, I think it's a little easier to get a little momentum moving into the trail side. You can kind of get going into the right side a little sooner. So it's kind of out here, I'm into the right side, and then I turn, right? And then I turn and it works around me. Width for Tiger gets him into the right side and it keeps him taller to the top of the swing. I've talked about that in great length on the podcast. I talked about it on the Golf Channel when he started working with Chris Como from his previous injuries, and he would come back. And it was relevant because there was a period of time where Tiger got away from the width. In fact, he made his grip a little stronger. He got his hand path working 
a little bit more in. So a little bit more, less, less out here and a little bit more in and around him. And I think as he started moving the hand path more in and around, he started to drop down a little bit. And when that head starts dropping down and you start losing that height in the backswing, that is problematic, especially with the driver. Not so much the iron. He could just thump down on it, compress it, get things moving to the left. And, you know, Tiger, I'm convinced, could probably be the best iron player of all time if you just gave him one hand. I mean, he's just a phenomenal, incredible sense of the iron game, hitting down on it, controlling the path, the face, all those things through the zone. So he was able still to do that. But with the driver teed up, he wasn't. And it was very steep. I mean, he would... I mean, it was in deep, he'd drop, and then he would just kind of stay there. Tiger wouldn't pop back out of it. He would just stay there and turn, and that attack angle was down. And when that attack angle's down with the driver, you better be aiming left, and if you want to hit that cut, you better be swinging left. Remember when Tiger used to aim like 10, 12, 15 yards to the left? So I think Tiger now has worked himself out of that. I think that was very problematic for him, probably as much as it was when he got into a little bit of those chipping types of yips those were two bad issues for him that he worked out of so this width i see it out here then he turns and he stays taller to the top he's into the trail side and i think when tiger does that he can do whatever he wants i mean i i think when he is wide he's up he's over here he can move left and he can do whatever he wants with the golf ball he can fade it he can draw it he can hit it low he can hit it high so those are all the things that i look for in tiger and I think when he is feeling really good, when you see Tiger hit a draw off the tee, you know he's got all nine shots working. I love where he's at with his swing. I love where he's at with his game. I hope the foot, I hope the leg continues to heal because if he can walk, he can compete. Can he win? I don't know. It's going to be difficult. Not a lot of you know, competitive reps leading into major championships. But if anybody can do it, it's certainly Tiger Woods. Let's finish the podcast with his son, Charlie, and the comparison to Rory. I just did this. So hold on a second here. Hold on a second. I mean, width into the right side, tall, and let one rip. <laughs> Healed it a little bit. It's kind of fun getting in here and just absolutely swinging out of your ass. I didn't catch that one very good, but it was, I think it was still in the fairway. Here we go again. See, my, uh, my partner is in the fairway, right? So we got one in play. We got one in play. So now I can just let one punt here. You know, no more old man swing. We're in the scramble. Yeah, just go ahead and let one go, Travis. Just hit it as hard as you can. Whoa. I don't think that one, I don't think that one read very well. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Hold on. So get, we got one in play, right? We got one in play. Let's try that again. Got one in play, Travis. Just go ahead and let it rip. All right, here we go. I'm going to swing. I'm going to swing really hard, boys. Here we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I launched that one. I launched that one. Might get the 290. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, let's talk about Charlie. 
<laughs> I just couldn't, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help but chuckle watching Charlie on the ankle and, and, and the reactions just like Tiger. I mean, I've seen it all, right? How many 12-year-olds are out there limping around on, on an ankle? But anyway, good golf swing. Fun to watch. Charlie's going to be a great player. There's no question about it. And Tiger told Charlie, look, go copy Rory's swing. And when you think of Rory's swing, the first thing that I think of is, is this width, this wide, I mean, out, out here, right? It's out here, away. That hand path, when I watch Rory, is not exactly just dipping inside. Yeah, I like, I, I, look, I like the hand path coming in too. But I think hand path in depth has value. It's important. I just feel like at times it's a little over, overdone in social media and what I see in my DMs and sometimes in conversation. And I see hand pass dipping in excessively and working around like this. And that left arm kind of gets snug in on that peck. And I like depth, but I think I prefer, you know, look, hands a little bit, give me a little width club head a little bit outside the hands and, and then let's work it around. And I think that relationship more times than not, when you can kind of give a little width and out and then, and then around now that left arm kind of, you know, rides a little bit more on top of the peck. And that's what I see with Rory, that width then around. And you can certainly see that elongation up, right? It's not elongation kind of up and then pull off the ball. You're still oriented to the ball. But you can see that little upward movement. There was a great video on Bryson on social media where you could see there, there was a, they kind of made a little silhouette of him. And then in the very first move, he just popped up out of it. And that's what those long drive guys do. They'll, they'll go right and pop up out of it. They'll get taller. So don't stay down, right? Don't stay down in flexion and turn into this old man swing. I love the, I just love the underlining narrative of this podcast today as we run through these swings, VJ, Tiger, now Rory. So it's out and it's around and this left arm is on the peck. And I can see that. I can see that with Charlie. And I talked about it in the breakdown that I did uh, for PGA Tour in the swing comparison between those two in this, this width out in front and then around that left arm kind of riding a little more on top of that peck. So the hands can get up above the shoulder. I think the height of those hands with enough depth is something that you're always managing. And I like those high hands. I wanna get those hands as high as I can, but with enough depth. And I don't wanna sacrifice that where those hands are driving in and then, they can, and then that left arm can't climb and it's too deep, right? It's too deep this way. Remember those old stack and tilt videos, right? Where they were like, <laughs> like this. All right, seems a little overdone to me. Let's get some height. Get the hands up there where we get width, we get turn, we're up here. And that's what I see with Rory, and that's what I see with Charlie. Big comparison between those two swings. The other thing I see is, is a similar structure between the arm, the elbows, and the hands. I think both of them have a little bit of extension in the left wrist. I think both of them have that thumb supporting the shaft underneath. Right, where that thumb's not off to the side, where they have a tremendous amount of flexion at the top. I think both of them put that 
chef right there on that left thumb. There's a little support there. The grip is strong enough to, uh, to support that face where when they put a little extension in the left wrist, that club face still looks nice and clean, where it's just kind of angled slightly like, like that right there. You can get it right there. Angle of that face, you know, pretty comfy to the left, to the left form, pretty much parallel to it. Not just not shut like that, but kind of like that. Right. And that's that wrist or that's that grip being, you know, a little, maybe neutral, maybe just slightly strong, not too strong to the right, just over there to the right a little bit, little extension in the left wrist, clubs resting on the left thumb, club face looks clean. You balance, you balance all of that with the width and around the height of the hands with enough depth. Very, very good stuff. Very, very well structured to the top. So lots of similarities there. Now coming down. I see Rory, and he's been like this for years. We're in transition. You'll see that left arm kind of stay back against the chest. And when that left arm gets parallel to the ground, you can see the left arm still very much across the chest, right? That left arm's not flying out this way. It's staying, it's kind of riding back down, and the left arm is snug against the chest. The hands are still back with some depth, and the club shaft pitched back. I can see Charlie pretty much like that as well. Although I think Charlie right now, and as I watch him, it does look like to me, Charlie's trying to get the left arm, maybe a little bit more out in front of him. Get the left arm a little bit more out in front of him. So the shaft maybe gets a little bit above the right form, say somewhere in there. Where with Rory, that left arm a little deeper in transition, that shaft then rides more on that right form. And, and of course, Rory hits those high draws. Charlie can hit those high draws, although you saw him pretty much had just hit fades. And, and some of that might have been the ankle because he couldn't really drive up to the left side. So he was just kind of hanging and spinning a little bit and trying to hit these little fades. But I do get the ice, I do get the sense that Charlie's trying to get the club a little bit more out in front. Kind of hard to tell considering the condition of his left ankle. But I like the notion of the left arm snug. They're kind of turning into the left arm. Right, You don't see the left arm just flying off the chest. They certainly don't do that and come over it. But the left arm is snug. The shaft pitched back. Their legs look very similar in transition. It looks like the legs are underneath them. They haven't launched. Right, They haven't launched and let the spine fall back. The legs are underneath them as the weight moves left. And then from there, they can turn and they can really get out of the way. I mean, Charlie is really plugged in as he turns through the zone. It's, it's, it's very impressive for his age where he's not, you know, popping up off the ground. You see a lot of kids at that young age creating the kind of speed that he does. You see them really pop, you know, popping up off the ground. Charlie is very much grounded. He uses the ground where he can rotate and get out of the way. And it's really a quite nice, beautiful impact position. And one of the things that I didn't mention in the breakdown for PGA Tour is when it, they when you get to impact is how things line up. So let me just come up here, right here. And of course, the ball position is up off that left shoulder. When things arrive to the left shoulder, there's very much that straight line there. Left shoulder, left wrist, club head. Things are lining up right there at the ball with the driver, which both of them are probably hitting slightly up on it, probably two or three degrees. 
right? The handle's not too far out in front at that point. The club head's not winning the race too quickly. Things are arriving at the same time. And when you can get into that position and you can have just really just adequate side bend, you haven't fallen back, the weight left, and you're turning, wow, you can, you can do a lot of cool things from there. So I think the timing of the swing, the way things arrive, how they're plugged into the ground, a lot of similarities there too. And I think that's, I think that's important because all of that then leads to this incredible balance position, right? They, they, they're so grounded through the zone and plugged in and using the ground, things arriving that when they do turn and finish and the hands get right now over here, they look very much identical. I mean, this, the hands, you know, kind of up over the left shoulder behind, right foot up. You can see that right knee now kissing the left, little spine extension back. They, you know, if you watch my video there in the breakdown, I mean, they look identical in the way things kind of go from there, turn the corner, release, and then regather into this balanced position, plugged into the ground that I think all kind of starts to happen before that through the zone. And then that momentum just continues to the finish. You can see the similarities. The similarities are there from the width, the height of the hands with adequate depth, wrist position, face angle, lead arm and transition, how the legs are gathering, how things arrive at the left shoulder, plugged in, turning the corner, and then identical in the finished position. So it's impressive. I've always thought, and I took it, I, and, 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 and people criticized me when I put this out there. It was probably like seven, eight months ago. I said, I think Charlie Swing looks more like Rory's than it does Tiger. And now Tiger's saying, look, yeah, copy Rory's, not mine. Probably good advice um, uh, from that. But I think I'd rather have Tiger's resume and ability to putt and chip and pitch the way that Tiger's did. And more importantly, all than that, situationally, no one better. Tiger Woods, situationally. And the chips are down. The dude absolutely elevated his game. And, of course, won 82 times, 15 major championships. I think the question now is can he get number 83, push past Sam Snead, and perhaps maybe that's his 16th major championship. All right. Fun today. Hope you enjoyed it. VJ, Tiger, Rory, Charlie, PNC. That was fun. Thank you for being here. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com.